BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. I am fresh off a three-show weekend up in the great Midwest. We went to Louisville first, which is not considered the Midwest, I don't think, (laughs) south adjacent. And then we did Detroit and Grand Rapids. And I have one of my dear friends who has been on the road with me this weekend opening for me. Let's just get right into it. Without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Andrew Collin. Uh, Thanks for having me so much here in the Midwest of Kentucky. In the Midwest of Kentucky, adjacent to the river by the hot dog stand. (laughs) Where are we? Well, we're now in Michigan. We're in Grand Rapids, Michigan which I found out is the second largest city in Michigan. Third, I think, is... Uh, can Ann you Arbor? name another city? Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor, maybe. Tra- Traverse City. Traverse. Traverse City. I learned something new at the meet and greet last night in Detroit. They said that there's... They call them uppers or UP. There's the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and the Lower Peninsula. And the Lower Peninsula is bougie and the Upper Peninsula is... that It's not. And people were very... Ups- like, like, these two women were going at it about the Upper and the Lower. And I said, ma'am, I don't even know what fucking state I'm in right now. Like, why are you giving me this? You know what I mean? Like, why are you stirring the pot at the meet and greet? For, for this bullshit. I don't need this. I don't need this fight. This isn't my fight. This isn't my fight. There are so many fights that I should get involved in, but this one is not mine. And they do it with their hand. They do this thing where Michigan is the only state that I've ever... They go, this is where I live. And they open up their hand. Yeah. And they go, I live right here, right by my third knuckle. And I, I grew up here. And then I moved to my second knuckle. And, then and you're I moved like, that over means my, nothing to nothing. me. Nothing. Like, have, why don't you draw a turkey with your hand? Have, what else are we doing with our hand? What I, are we doing? I have no idea. I'll tell you what, though. Really, truly, big shout out to everybody this weekend. But the show in Grand Rapids tonight, so much fun. What a great audience. I mean, just fucking down to clown. And like the, when you say the first, the front row was like, I would say like 45 and up. And older, older gals. Yeah. And uh, one got stuck in a chair. Mm-hmm. I saved her life. We almost lost a leg. She tried to climb over the front row, got literally stuck in the chair. And she pulled herself out by grabbing my thigh. <laughs> I've never had that before. It was unbelievable. How'd you feel? A little rush? A little rush to the dick? Uh, there was or a little, threatened? Huh? Was it threatening or safe? I, I invited it. There was consent. Okay. There was I, consent. I asked, That's what I'm asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I felt good about it. I okay, think uh, if next week there's a woman stuck again, I'm going to feel like there's... <laughs> They might be onto something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great thing if you were just like a you know serial perv and that's what you did? You'd go to comedy shows, you'd you know see a male comedian, and that was your whole shtick. You'd slide in, pretend you were late, and then you're like, oh my god, and then let your legs slip through, and then just grab the dick. What was that? If that was your whole shtick? I mean, I would think uh, you're a psychopath. Yeah, but I kind of like I would respect it. Yeah, in a way, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah, like. I get it. Like, I'm sure women did that for Mick Jagger. They did that for Harry Styles. A lot yeah. of women will fake feigning. They're like, oh, no, put me in your tour bus and then go down on me. I, I need help. You know, I saw this thing that <laughs> what's his name? Uh, gravy, Young Gravy. 
young, has went, yeah, yeah young yeah. gravy, which is like, I guess you're not old gravy. You know what I mean? I feel like all gravy's old. All gravy's old. Even new gravy seems old gravy. Minute old gravy automatically. <laughs> if you don't keep that shit on heat, it gets lumpy and it congealed very quickly. It really does. He does this thing at his concerts. I saw on the TikToks that he will have women throw their bras and then he collects the bras and he donates them to women's shelters. So he's collecting bras and then giving the bras back to the community. And I kind of feel like it's bullshit, but also seems kind of philanthropic. Feels very like Tom's shoes. Yes, you know? it does. But bras, I, when I was reading the talks, they were like, bras are a pretty expensive item. I mean, you can't get a bra under $40. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, bras are so expensive. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And you need like 25 different bras. Like I have, you know, my everyday t-shirt bra, but you, I mean, I pack 10 fucking bras. Like, why don't you throw, you know, on stage a $1,500 check made yeah. out to Goodwill or whatever? I don't know. Like, yeah, or why, some charity. You why don't know, you throw... I love that his whole thing is like, I want to see your nipples. Uh huh. It's just for a good cause, but I also want to see all the skin of your tits. I want to see your darker areolas. <laughs> but it's for the shelter. It's for the shelter. I want to see the texture <laughs> of your nipple. I want to see whether your nipples are short, long, innies, outies. But again, again, the bra is it's for the philanthropy. It's for the yeah. charity. I swear it's for the charity. Also, yeah. throw up your panties and your pants. Yeah. I'd for the charity. I'd love to see your bush. And it's for, for the, the charity. charity. For the charity. <laughs> <laughs> what a scheme. That guy is the psychopath that we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, exactly. He figured it out. God, you know what? And there are days where like, I'm like, why am I not that smart? You know what I mean? You're, I think you I'm donating to real charities. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you are that smart. I think here's the thing. Uh -huh. I think we're both very smart. Yes. I feel like we're not conniving enough. Can I tell you? That's my. You want to be more conniving? Oh, I don't really like. I see through bullshit, and I suffer fools poorly. In the sense that, like, I let people get away with too much shit and I let them do it over and over again because I honestly have just run out of energy. I have no steam left to fight with fucking idiots anymore. And it's like I always say, I pick my battles. But then, I, yeah, you're right. I'm not conniving enough. And I'm like, who has the fucking energy to, like, fucking scheme on somebody? I don't know. I'm tired. I mean, scheming. I schemed in college. Yeah. What did you know? scheme on? I'm just cheating on everything. Well, I, I definitely was like, an, I did an educational cheat. I made friends with 50 people that I just hadn't, I don't, I couldn't tell you their name, uh -huh. but it was just like, I would compare and contrast different answers, you oh, know? Oh, fuck yeah. But I feel like that's, that, I guess that's a business mind. I feel like real business is just cheating in college, you know? Like I, the older you get, you know, you just, oh, I'll, I'm friends with Tom. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really need to know Microsoft Excel. I'll just, you know. I'll just Tom's yeah. an insurance guy. He'll just make sure that when I die, my family gets a cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a lot of cuts are going around. A lot of cuts. I paid a sorority sister to help me with a what was it like a sociology paper because I only took so many regular classes because I was in like a conservatory art program. So I had to. I really struggled in like these basic social science classes. <laughs> So I had my sorority sister. She's like, I have time on my hands. I think I paid her a hundred bucks to write a paper. And then I found out that she had actually failed out of college and wasn't, she was not taking any classes that semester. And that's why she had all this like time on her hands yeah. to do this shit. And she hadn't told her parents we were halfway through the semester. So she was just living in the sorority house and nobody knew that she wasn't taking classes. But people were paying for her to do yes. these things. Yes. yes. And they're like, wow, I'm just, let's call her Elizabeth. Like Elizabeth has so much time on her hands. And then I felt bad, but she was making a good cut. Like that bitch was dialed in yeah. and making a profit. She's an entrepreneur. Yeah. What is exactly. she going to waste her time? Right. You know what I mean? Like there was this guy that would do this at Tulane. He was an older gentleman. Apparently when he'd answer the door, he'd have no pants on. Sounds but he wrote right. the papers for everybody. But then he got lazy and he ended up like doing the same paper for like 15 other people. Right. My buddy threw a brick at his house to show him that he means business and <laughs> wants his money back. And that, you know, that was, that, that was college. You know, I kind of miss the days. I miss the days where you could throw a brick and send a message oh. and you can't because everybody has a fucking ring camera or a furbo <laughs> dog camera. You know what I mean? Everybody's got something. Yeah. 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 You know? <laughs> 
Hosting in the holiday season is stressful. Going to people's houses, never knowing what to bring is stressful. Having people over to your house is stressful. But you know what? I love setting my guests up for success with the Brooklyn and experience. What are you talking about, Heather? I have changed all my sheets in my house to Brooklyn and sheets. And so when you come over to my guest bedroom, honey, you're going to be in the coziest, comfiest, yummiest situation you've ever been in. So whether you're away from family, whether you're just working a ton and you need a safe haven of somewhere to rest and relax, I got you because I got Brooklyn in. I also get all the other things, their fabulous blankets, their robes, all the coziness you could ever imagine is in my guest bedroom. And on top of all the coziness on the horizon, Brooklinen is offering something very extra special for first-time customers. Visit brooklinen.com today and save 15% off your first purchase plus free shipping. Again, that's brooklinen.com for 15% off your purchase plus free shipping. Brooklinen has literally won awards for the softest sheets you've ever felt. And it hits home for me because you know what? Home is where the heart is. Home is where guests are, friends are. So why would you not make an oasis right in your home? And it may sound like a holiday miracle, but they really did make something special for everybody on the list. Whether you want to get pajamas or, you know, different combinations for bed, bath, and both to save you time and money with bundles, your holiday hosting prep has never been simpler. And with the Brooklyn and Rewards program, it literally pays stay comfy. With each purchase, you earn points, perks, and insider info for all of Brooklyn's exclusive member events and promotions. Again, that's Brooklyn com for 15% off your first purchase plus free shipping. Our next partner has been a product that I literally use every day. I am sitting in a hotel right now. I'm drinking my athletic greens. Why? Because it's the only thing that keeps me regular, stable, and full of zip, zap, zop. So I can do what I got to do on tour and get through the holidays. I freaking love Athletic Greens. What is it? Well, with just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. This is why I love Athletic Greens. I take the little travel packets, and if I run out of those, I just take the whole bag. And I put it one scoop in a little bit of water every morning, and I take it down. It's delicious. It just tastes like light and effervescent. It's great. This is the only thing that is keeping me a stable and sane on the road and also keeping me regular. You have no idea what it's like to do six shows in Michigan. And then the next thing you know, you haven't shit in a week. Well, guess what? Athletic Greens will keep you absolutely regular and just keep you feeling like your immune system is supported. One thing I also love about it is because we're going into the sixth season, they will give you vitamin D. Okay, so here we go. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, so if you're going into flu and cold season, it's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. I swear by it. Athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. I just love the idea of a college kid, like a guy's like, look, I know you paid me. I wrote 15 of the same papers, but I caught you on your, on the ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's illegal for that guy to do that. I got caught cheating one time. Okay. Did you ever get caught cheating in, no. in school? Mm -mm. I probably should have, but I didn't. We got the test before him. Mm -hmm. about 10 of us. We yeah. went through the book, figured out the answers. Yeah. Went in. I had my TI-82. I put the answers in the back of the TI-80. Or I put it somewhere in the in the calculator. This shows your age. You had a TI-82. I had a TI-83. That okay. just shows the technology difference. Yeah. I was one elevated. What, what's yeah. the difference between the 83 and 82? I don't Heather? know because I failed math. <laughs> <laughs> you were working on your... You didn't have time for it because you were an artist. I was an artist. I was, you know, doing Commedia Del Art, which is where you wear masks and it's like a French style of like comedy. And it's brought, taken me nowhere. Yeah, that really helped you yeah. be a mime. Yeah. So I, I end up filling out the answers within three minutes. I should have spread it out, yeah. you know? And then I'm playing Snake on my TA-82. I don't know if you remember Snake. Of course. Well, you'd always write stuff like where it'd say boobs or penis. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the numbers, you had to know the whatever the algorithm was to make sure that it said boobs or penis. But that wasn't on the 83. That was no. like an old calculator. No, that boobs. was on the... No, you, it was on the TA-83. You could write... Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, we... That's like the first text, kind of like texting. Yeah. You know, on your yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I filled it out and I'm playing Snake and the probability and statistics, he's looking over my shoulder. Yeah. 
sees I'm playing snake. He goes, what, what are fuck? you doing? This is three minutes into the test. I go, oh, I'm taking, Rookie a, mistake, I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break. Yeah. He goes, taking a break. Who takes a break? Break during an algebra test. <laughs> he takes my calculator. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm just sitting here. Yeah. So 20 minutes, I go, I'm, what am I going to pretend that I'm filling this out? Right. So I just hand it in. And then a guy that I didn't know that I also had the test handed in, same <gasps> answers. Also, it's probability and statistics. Right. This guy can figure some things out. He's like, out. statistically, <laughs> half of y'all cheated. <laughs> probability. <laughs> of y'all all fucking cheating on this test. Yeah. So he brings in like 15 of us that all have the same answers. And he goes, the chances of you all having this yeah. is 99.8999%, whatever. And we're like, okay. He's like, well, here, you could take the test again. I can't actually prove it. Although the numbers show. Right. Or remember when you could have like a withdraw with fail? Yes. Like, it so was this like, is in college. This isn't a high school test. This no, is, this a is college. college. Yeah. So withdraw with fail. If you waited too long, you'd get an F. And right. Fail. But if you withdraw beforehand, you don't get your money back, but you don't get an F. Right. But the date of the withdraw with fail was like the next day. <gasps> but I like thought this was my moment to like finally. Yeah. You know, like I had this moment where I. No, I'm going to study. Right. I'm going to stay up all night. I'm going to uh -huh. study in the shower. Like yeah. Rodney Dangerfield from like back to school. That one of the best movies of all time. Melon, we need you. Anyway, so, yeah. so I go and I'm like studying and I'm like doing it. And I go, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't know. I could have taken a, a test in Farsi and done better. Way better. Way better. The, yeah. chance, the probability of me doing better in Farsi, statistically wise? 85%. 85%. <laughs> so I go back in, the fail, the date goes by. I go back in, I go, so uh, I don't th think I'll be able to be taking this test. I, I knew I'd get an F. Right. And he actually was so fucking nice. He actually got it to where I just would withdrew without the fail. Because it was just, which was very nice of him. I have I, such PTSD from the math classes because I only had to take like two core math classes my entire four years of college. I had a nervous breakdown in college algebra. Then, so I dropped it the first year, then the second year. So I'm a sophomore and this is before rush. So all the girls are in this class and I'm in like my Delta Gamma t-shirt and I have a full-blown panic attack, like, like shut down. It was like day two of the class and we had to take a quiz, like an assessment. <laughs> yeah. And I literally am like, I don't know the goddamn answers. I'm a sophomore. And I just lost my shit and left. So the only math I ended up taking in college was statistics that I took in a summer session because I knew like summer session you could kind of dick off. Yeah. I still made a C. That's how bad I am with probability and bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I remember like taking psychology and there was like math and psychology. Yeah. Like, Why is this over here? Why are they together? I have no idea. It's not applied sciences. <laughs> like what the fuck? Also, they should have taught you like, okay, I have this reoccurring dream all the time that it is the finals week. And I never drop the class and I show up to like college algebra or like business, you know, analysis or business finance. I was like, I should have never been in this class and I have to sit down and I'm not going to graduate because of this one class. Do you ever have that reoccurring dream? I lived it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like real life night terror. I was called managerial accounting yeah. that I got. And I, what, what, I'm sorry. So do the dream. So then I so said, no. you just, you just feel like, and then I wake up just, and it's of course it's because you've been pro procrastinating or putting self something else off in your brain. But every time you have this later in life, Oh, I have it all the now? time. I have that. Oh, so you just yeah. like, you just feel incompetent in a way. Like, yes. A hundred percent. Or it's the same dream that I was telling Ray about today. It was like, or I'm in back in my high school play and it's like the day of the show and we never rehearsed and I show up and I'm not off book and I don't know what the fuck that is. Maybe it's anxiety about performing. I have no fucking idea. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you do. I mean, this is what you do for a living. You <laughs> probably feel like you don't aren't prepared enough yeah. in real life. Yeah. It starts seeping into your dream. Yeah. I mean, I have the same. Like, I always feel like I'm not prepared in anything and I do, but like. But you do the work. That's what's wild. Cause I, I mean, I had imposter syndrome for so long. And then I was like, what the fuck? I have done the work for yes. years just because I am not literally. I mean, I'm, we've been on the road also for the last couple of years. Like, you know, you just feel like when I started from scratch with like writing yeah. the tour, I was like, I haven't done the work. I haven't done the work. I'm like, no, I'm living the work. And then you go to clubs for a weekend and you just fucking let it rip. And you're like, I've done the work. It's so weird though, because no matter the more you actually, I think this is with a lot of things is like when you first start, you have that, like that ignorance, like yeah. ignorance is bliss. Like you have this like full on confidence. You're just like, yeah, I'm meant to be on stage. 
or like you're meant to give a presentation or you're right. meant to have this job and then you slowly get beaten down and yep. then you're like, okay, maybe I don't deserve to have this. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. And then when you finally do get the opportunity and you are good enough, you still have way more doubt than when you started. Yeah. And, it it, just, and they say, what is it? It's like 70% preparation. <laughs> yeah. Probability. We're terrible. At this. <laughs> it's 41.97%. You know, what is it? Practice meets perfect luck. Right. What is it? Preparation. Is the, preparation Maybe, means there's luck. A, there's a six P's thing. Yeah. Who the hell knows? And those? it's a fucking tongue twister. Preparation prepares pimples, P- pimples, pussies, and paralysis. Pediatrics. Probability. <laughs> yeah. Probability. And, you know, but it's like, I feel like in comedy, you're just, it's either like tenacity and just audacity. You also have to be a fucking idiot to decide. Like I said this tonight, we were sitting backstage after the show. Such a fun show. Everybody crushed. Ray was great. You were fantastic. I had the time of my fucking life. And then you sit there and I'm like, why the fuck would anybody decide to do this for a living? It's the best job. The scariest job makes no sense. Every time I'm about to walk out on stage, I go, this is unhinged. Why the fuck is anybody coming to see me talk about myself? You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sick of myself. Well, you still see yourself as like when like even before you were before you even started this. You yeah. Know, it, and no matter how much success you get, it just it never solidifies what you really think. And it's sad. But I mean, but then I think that pushes you and I think it makes you funnier. It'd be really weird if you were a comedian and you were like 100 percent confident every and day. You were like one of those people <laughs> that like like a motivational speaker, like yeah. you fucking get out there, you try hard, and then if it doesn't work, you try harder. And if that doesn't work, you try even harder. And if that doesn't work, you know what you do? Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you try harder after you die, yeah. and you're in heaven. But you're not in heaven because you're in hell because you didn't try hard enough. Exactly. That guy will never be funny. That, that is funny. It but is that funny. guy will never be funny. But he sucks. He sucks. He, that guy absolutely sucks. I had this one thing. If I meet a new person and in the even in the first week of knowing them, if at any point they tell me that they listen to Tony Robbins or self-help, I immediately am like, no, it's not going to work. And I don't mean that you shouldn't better yourself. But that to me, like, you know how we're not conniving? I'm also not naive. Like, I will tell you, yeah, do I let people get away with some shit sometime? But I know what they're doing. I know when they're fucking scheming. But I never I'm like, if you need that level of bullshit to wake you up every day to help you figure out what the fuck your issues are like i'm at least enough self-aware i think that's what it is people like that who go to tony robbins are not self-aware they're not right am i no, an I just, asshole no i know i love that this is turning into tony robbins <laughs> like you literally like i was like sitting there and i was like yeah you're right maybe i should walk on hot coal like literally if you kept talking i would yeah. have been like i would have signed up for tony robbins yeah I just, when I watched the documentary of what a sociopath he was, and it just, to me, all these people were like paying, I mean, they pay like tens of thousands yeah. of dollars to go have him yell at them about stuff they probably already know about themselves. I'm like, how the fuck are you? You're getting swindled. You're getting scummed. Like, it infuriated me. You can hear it in my voice. I'm getting some sort of science affection, some sort of something, because you know what? I'm on the road. We're doing the most. But you know what I love? I love ZocDoc. Okay, ZocDoc is freaking awesome. It is an app that you download. It's a free app that you download. And literally, I could be anywhere in the country. And I'm like, okay, I need to see an ENT. And I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. What do I do? Right? What do I do? I go on ZocDoc.com and I literally type in, I need a ear, nose, and throat doctor. And this is my insurance. And it can literally, literally, Help me find doctors who are patient-reviewed, take my insurance, and are available when I need them. And the coolest thing about ZocDoc is you can literally, on the app, just go ahead and book an appointment. So say if I'm in Detroit, all I do is say, okay, I see an ENT. They can take me at 1 o'clock. They take my insurance. Bada-bing, bada-boom. I don't have to call six different numbers and try and get in with their staff over there. It's just it's all on the app. It's freaking awesome. So maybe I need to do that, and I want to see a gynecologist and a dermatologist. It's all there on ZocDoc. ZocDoc.com. I freaking love ZocDoc. All you got to do is go to ZocDoc, that's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash absolutely, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. Again, that's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash absolutely. ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. Work smarter, not harder. And if you need a doctor and you're on the road and it's the holidays and you're panicking, go to ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. ZocDoc.com slash absolutely to get your doctor today.
I couldn't do what I do on the road without my away suitcase. I literally have everything and I'm about to buy one of their weekender travel bags because I need that to slide on top of my other bags. I am obsessed. All away suitcases are built to last with durable, lightweight exteriors that can withstand even the roughest and toughest of baggage handlers. Every suitcase comes with a interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack in more and a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes, which is a game changer. If you knew how disgusting my sequin suits were after being on the road, you would know that you'd absolutely have to put them in a separate bag in order for the rest of my clothes not to reek. I love the suitcases because they have a four 360 spinner wheels guaranteed for the smoothest roll even through the most hectic of airports and stations. Side note, still don't understand why there's carpet in airports, but I digress. A TSA-approved combination lock keeps all your belongings safe, and with a sleeve that slides over your suitcase, away suitcases and bags work seamlessly together and move as one. There's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. You can take the product out on the road, live in it, travel with it, get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. Here's the deal. This holiday season, give the gift of Away at awaytravel.com slash absolutely. That's awaytravel.com slash absolutely. Cannot tell you how much I love my way suitcase. I gave this gift to everybody on tour that was with me last year. It's such an amazing product. I friggin' love it. Again, go to awaytravel.com slash absolutely. That's awaytravel.com slash absolutely. Well, they all have a story. It's always like I was a sad little boy. Yeah. I, you know, I, I went through this hardship and I couldn't do it. I didn't think I could do it myself. But then you know, I had had this thing. It is weird. I used to listen to these motivational things and I used to like laugh at the people and I wouldn't take it in. Yeah. And I, and I hate I, I actually get angry. But I think right. part of that is I wasn't living up to my it sounds cheesy to yeah. my best self. Right. So therefore, I, I had to laugh at it because the hard work I didn't want to do. Right. But there are a few like there's this guy, David Goggins. Oh, OK. But uh, enough with David Goggins. OK, but tell me. Stay hard. Stay hard. Stay hard, motherfucker. Yeah. But there is something when, like, I have this way of looking at it where I'm like, fuck this guy. Right. And then I start letting it in a little bit. Uh-huh. Like, You're I, like, I am a little bit of a bitch. I should have got, gotten up today and ran 10 miles. I could have. I have two working legs. I should have done it. There yeah. is something to just, like, not seeing it's, like, so pessimistically, I think. I think there is, like, maybe that word... <laughs> I should have. No. I was really optimistic about saying that. We word. were saying backstage tonight too. I was like, you know what? We just can't be surrounded by negative energy. I, you have to have an attitude of gratitude. Like I am really highly affected by people's energy. Meanwhile, we're watching David Goggins, and he's like, so if you don't know who he is, he's a former Navy SEAL, right? Yeah. He lost like a hundred pounds. He does these ultra Ironman. He stuttered when he was young. Yeah. He was very overweight. Yeah. He has bad knees, but he runs like hundred miles. He's he's obsessed. He's obsessed and it is to the point where but when, like when I see his videos where like his feet are fucking completely deformed now because of how he runs and his toes are falling off and you're like enough. Like there is a difference between pushing yourself and then losing a goddamn limb. Okay. Yes. yes. Right. Agreed. But I, I but I think there's a way to look at it where you go, OK, I don't I don't need to run through a wall. Right. But. I could I, get on the elliptical. I could get on the elliptical. <laughs> it doesn't have to push you to be insane. Right. It's just whatever your own thing is. But I don't know. I just think there, there is a way of like taking stuff in where you can laugh at it, but also be like, it's a little motivating. Like yeah. it, it sounds like really cheesy to go. I actually like really like I got out of bed and I did wake up at five and I did, uh, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, like these things that, that I think there is a little bit of like, you're just afraid to work hard, but you know, here's the thing though. I'm never afraid to do the hard work. I'm a workhorse. I really am. I only really know how to be in two modes. It's either I've got 10 shows or I'm actually like in a medically induced coma. You know what I mean? Like I would love to go have somebody knock me out for a couple of days. When I got my eggs taken out and made, we made embryos, That I was so excited to go under. I really was. I was like, this is the best nap of my life. Okay. Because you didn't have to answer an email. I, I didn't have to answer an email. Nobody could contact me. I didn't, you didn't have, have to, to watch David Goggins. I didn't have to watch David Goggins. <laughs> But I only have two modes. For me, it's finding the balance, right? It's like I'm either hard in the paint or I'm doing an exercise program. It's kind of like binge and purge, right? I, I'm either in it or I'm fucking out. I think the older I get, the more I realize that in it or out yeah. isn't sustainable. No, for of course me. not. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you mean sexually or? <laughs> I just think like 
I figured out the best way to work out the older mm-hmm. you get is 70% because you'll get mm-hmm. results. You won't be overly tired. Mm-hmm. You won't be overly into it, but you'll do it every day or at least maybe four to five right. times a week as opposed to like, dude, I've a million times in my life I've gotten in shape and then out of shape because yeah. I go all in or nothing at all. And then I yeah. get content. Yeah. And then I go right back and it's the same fucking circle over and over again. So I figured like, don't ever give a hundred percent. Never. Give, what I would That's tell foolish. people is go give 72%. Yeah. Per- <laughs> probability. <laughs> statistically 72%. And then you can just keep going. Yeah. Like we, the only thing I've ever, ever in my entire life agreed with Donald Trump on is he always said, we were talking about this backstage. He says that he does not work out because he believes you're only allotted a certain <laughs> amount of energy during the day. And once your battery runs, it's drained out, you got to recharge it again. And I'm like, honestly, that's how I feel. That's why I'm not a morning workout girly. Because if I get up and I start working out at 9 a.m., I'm done. My energy is spent for the day. I could do an 11 p.m. workout easy. I really could. But maybe you could do it at 9 a.m. if you only give 70%. Okay. But even 70% is exhausting. <laughs> Dude, this, this podcast has so much percent. I know. And you know, there's so many math people. Like, we have so many, like, analysts that are listening to this. Like, these guys are absolute fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But genius. But you went to Tulane and I went to University of Mississippi. And it's about a four-hour drive in between the two. And we both had the same level of, like, alcohol poisoning from our colleges. I learned uh- nothing in college except how to network how to sem- not even cure a hangover and how to like fake it. You know yeah, what I mean? Those are all the I things. I learned nothing. And I didn't even learn those things. No, no. I learned how to have alcoholism. Yep. And how to um, essentially like just stay alive. Barely. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. No, yeah. no. But those are the things. I did learn how to network. I learned how to be friends with like with people. I don't know. Like I, I do think college, it allowed you to reinvent yourself a little bit. Yeah. I have great friends from college. Like that's oh, the one thing that I best. got from college is that you had a choice. Like it wasn't like high school or like we yeah. both went to kind of a small private, like, school. private school. So you yeah. were like, these are your friends. This but is them. I feel like in college, like your senior year is when you hit your stride really truly as an adult where you're like, I know who I am now and I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Once you're the senior in college, you're like, fuck everybody. I'm ch-. You don't care about looking cool anymore. You're in your zone. You have your friends. You're on to the next thing. If I could go back and talk to high school kids, and I've said this on this podcast before, I would want to go back and tell everybody, if you're like the coolest fucking kid in high school right now, you've peaked. You will not be cool further on, you know? <laughs> like, I was cool, but I was friends with, like, every group, right? Yeah, yeah the theater same, kids, the jocks, same, or whatever. I was just same. doing my thing. It's just, I don't know. There's something about, like, what is it? When you hit 22, you don't give a fuck what people think anymore. And then when you hit your 40s, you really don't give a fuck. I don't think you care what college kids give yes. a fuck about. And yeah. then right when you get in the real world, it all starts over again. Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing is like you finally gain your confidence in college mm-hmm. because you're like, I'm the senior. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what these kids. I've been beaten down enough. I've hooked up with enough dudes with HPV. Yeah. Like I'm ready for like. Pussy I'm- is riddled. <laughs> Pussy's riddled. <laughs> I figured out the riddle. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. And then, and it is funny when you're a senior in college, you're like, yeah, I'm over and I'm done. I'm an adult now. It's yeah. just like the idea of like age, the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, I was, there's been so many times where I'm like, oh, I'm, a, I'm old now. And now I, it's, it's weird. The older you get, the less you feel a number to yeah. me. I don't know if that happens to you. Like, I don't feel like I should be anything other than, what where I mean. I'm at. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, I'm mid thirties. The only thing that sucks with this is the amount of pressure that people put on me for not being a mother right now. And they keep saying like, well, you're not getting younger. Like there's actually a ticking time bomb for my eggs and uterus. But yes, that is the one thing as a woman, like you do, you do feel the time. But at 35, I'm also like, I'm hitting my stride. Like I'm good. Why do you think people put pressure on other people for that? Like, what, what, why do they project that on you? Because they have children, and they're like, hundred percent, and they're mad about like their choice. Not mad about their yeah. choice, but they just feel like, oh, I went through this. You should have to go through this too. It's like, hard because a lot of my girlfriends, who I love all their children, but they bitch to me all day long about their kids, and I'm obsessed with their kids. But again, I get to give their kids back, right? And of course, I want to be a mom, but it's not in the cards for me right, right at this moment. So I get dumped on all day about all this shitty shit. That all their these kids do, and then they're you know at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, I at love Michael. At, at the end of the day, when are you gonna have one? I'm like, I don't. You cried hysterically, cried to the point that you threw up on the phone with me today on Facetime about how stretched you were about your six kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm good right now. 
I am sitting at a Hyatt in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but I'm good. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. (laughs) We're completely good. No, no, it is funny. It's like you talk to parents and they're like, it's it's nothing like you would ever think it was. I didn't think I was ready. I haven't slept in 17 years. Yeah. I actually hate all my children. I hate my wife. Uh I hate the car I drive. I hate my job. But why don't you want this? Why is this not for you? Yeah. It's like, well, you're not really selling it. You're not well. selling it all. I've never had someone sell me like the first two years of like being a parent. Yeah. Well, like I've never heard someone be like, actually, I do sleep in and it's fucking great. Like, yeah, I just fucking give the baby a little bit more NyQuil. We put him out for two years and now we're good. Yeah, I, put him, I, I rotate him in the sun a couple times a day. Yeah, so like he gets a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put him up there like a pig roast. When I want to give myself a little after show alcoholic sweet treat, you know what I'm going for? Spritz. Spritz Society takes all natural, recognizable ingredients and packs them into convenient, sparkling canned cocktails that you can take anywhere. They're low calorie, low sugar drinks with 6% alcohol by volume that are guaranteed delicious. Spritz Society comes in five iconic flavors to choose from, like grapefruit, blood orange, peach, pineapple, and lemon. So, guess what? You really can't go wrong. I freaking love the blood orange. To me, it makes me feel like I'm back on the Amalfi Coast or I'm cruising on a yacht back to Capri. You know what I mean? Living my best white lotus life. I freaking love it. Spritz is great too. I can throw them in the bag, put them on ice, easy breezy. And thanks to our friends at Spritz Society, you can try their iconic sparkling cocktails for 10% off by using code absolutely on spritzsociety.com. That's absolutely for 10% off on spritzsociety.com. Let me spell that out for you. S-P-R-I-T-Z society.com. I love the Spritz Society. I think they're delicious. And you know what? Who doesn't love a Spritz? Who doesn't love to let their hair down and just crack open a can, live your best freaking life. And hey, again, it's all natural. They have recognizable ingredients and pack them into convenient sparkling can cocktails that you can take anywhere. Get the Spritz Society Variety Pack, which features all four of the original flavors. Add peach to your cart and complete the whole set. Again, go to spritzsociety.com and use code absolutely for 10% off. So we were after the show in Detroit. We went to this fabulous place for food afterwards. And there was this drunk guy who came and sat by us and was talking to us. And he was like, y'all have kids. And I, I don't know if he thought we were married or whatever. And we were like, no. And he's like, let me tell you about my kids. And he just kept going on and on oh. about he wasn't a sports dad, but his kids play every fucking sport. He's like, but I'm not one of those guys. But I did play football at Michigan. As soon as I heard he played football at Michigan, he would not let it go. And I was like, sir, your kids hate you. You're you're making them play too many sports. It's but he kept saying over and over again. But I'm not one of those dads. I'm like you 100 percent are. Whenever anyone says I'm not one of those people, look in the mirror. You fucking are. That's all you are. Yeah, and I get it. Like I, he he had a passion. Mm-hmm. I it's just it, uh he was so drunk. Yeah, you can't be that drunk. You can't be that drunk. He got cut. You can't be cut off at 39 years old. And it was like 10 p.m. at the bar, and he got yeah. cut off. Yeah. at the bar, and then he just. I don't know, found us in a corner and wanted to tell us about his, he's like, you know, I'm not one of those dads who pushes their kid and everybody on the fucking team thinks that their kid's the best. Now, my son is number one on his travel baseball team. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, Yeah, and if sure. he doesn't start, I will, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not, look, it's, it's, I don't get into the politics, but yeah. if he doesn't start, I'll blow up the other coach's car. Exactly. But I'm not like, I don't care. But like, not me. I'm so cool as a cucumber. I care about if my kid is actually the best, but if he, but if you don't start him and he yeah. doesn't play exact position I want, I will murder the whole town, but I'm a good father. I'm a, I'm so dialed into his life. Now I have a question. Now looking back on your life, right? I know that there's other things I could do other than comedy. If it all changed tomorrow, I know I'd be good at a certain few things. Three things. Go ahead. What are they? I'd be great at real estate. Okay. Pharmaceutical sales. Yeah. And I honestly think I could be a good pastry chef. I love sweet treats. I'm not a good regular cook. Not great with the savory, but I could, I can follow a recipe and figure out how to make like a fucking loaf. Here's the thing though about cakes. You're going to have to wake up very early and get the cake going like, cakes but that's why i'll either work for a company like insomnia cookie like i could bake the cookies from like the 10 p.m hour to like 3 a.m that's when i thrive that's when i come alive you know what i mean yeah yeah i feel that for you or maybe i do uh, my company's called like midnight pound cake 
and they come out at midnight and we only sell them for an hour, midnight to one. That's okay. Guess what? Statistics, supply and demand. You create a demand Mm -hmm. and then you only give them a limited supply. So you got to show up at my little food truck at midnight outside the bars because you know, everybody wants a slice of pizza when they're fucking drunk, but some people might want a pound cake. You know, I feel you. You've had six Coors Lights. And what do you need now? A slice of heaven. But you're going to do an hour of sales total. Yeah. You think that's going to sustain your business? Sure. Forever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) One day a month. I I see sales for you. Okay. I did real estate. Uh I made a lot of money. But Uh it was when the boom hit. Yeah. And then I lost everything. Yeah. The boom was done. Yeah. I lost everything. Yeah. My problem with sales and I did, I didn't like kind of like a pharmaceutical sales. I did nursing sales where I'd go into a doctor's office and I would, I wouldn't ever go to the sales pitch. I, I'm not good at fake at yeah. like the sales, like part of it. I would oh, bring us, I bring food in and I mm-hmm. go turkey, huh? Yeah. It's good. And he go, yeah, yeah. It's a good sandwich. I go, yeah. Tomato yeah. is on there with cheese. It's pretty good. Like I was going to do like wheat bread, but I just did the white bread and he's like, yeah, it's a good sandwich. And then So then you just have them confused. They're just like, okay, when's the pitch coming? Yeah. And then it just never came. And then I just left and they were like, why didn't they order from me? Like I ne- uh-huh. I don't know how to be fake like that. Like Oh, so yeah, that's where I thrive. Are you kidding me? A sales pitch? I enjoy Sell going- me right now and I'll tell you if I would buy it or not. What are you selling? Oh my me? god. You know what this is? Sell me a pill. No, this is Sell a- me this pen. No, literally, I was about yeah, to say yeah, this yeah. is such a Sell me this watch. This Wolf of Wall Street. I enjoy even more doing the pitches like where I take, you know, these like creative projects out. I enjoy doing the pitch, like the sales thing I get high from. And then when I get on the creative side where they're like deliver a script, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) So maybe you're good at the pitch knowing that it's never going to go past or like, no, no, not that it's never going to go past. No, Now you're trying to get deep. Now you're saying that I'm willing to knock it out of the park, but I don't know how to close, close it. Well, I technically have closed the deal. No, you then I don't know how to deliver. Is that what you're saying? I think you said that. You said that. Probability wise. (laughs) There's a 4% chance right now that I'm going to punch you in the nuts. There's a 96% chance that I'll say thank you because I deserve it. I didn't mean it like that. And if you took offense to it, that's I'm 48% sorry. Yeah. I think that when you're selling what you're creatively making yourself, Uh I could sell that. Okay. But I can't sell someone else's like product unless I really like believe in it. Like if, I can tell anything fake. like knee replacement caps, um, <laughs> you know, obviously like in the pharmaceutical sales world, like to, when you're really pushing drugs, you want to be on that like Juvederm or any st- sort of like Botox or filler like that is a vibe. I mean, I could go in there and I have a natural face except a little baby Botox, but I could go in there and sell the shit out of that stuff. I feel you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just yeah. I can sell beauty and self-confidence like a motherfucker. <laughs> But what is, okay, say not including the jobs that you've done before. Is there anything tomorrow where you're like, I think I could do it? Sports commentating, T-Mobile, associate. I think I'd be a good coach. Yeah, okay. And what not would, like that guy that the, gets drunk and says his son is the best. I would be an equal fair coach. And I, won't, I don't have kids, so I'm not playing any favorites. Okay. No, I did. I coached for one year. I coached middle school lacrosse. And wow. I loved it. And really? I and I wasn't I didn't even have the brain for it yet. I was still partying a lot and I didn't like really help with the schemes, but I was more of like a rah-rah guy. Yeah. And I, I love it. I love the like passion. I like I like seeing I like helping like like high schoolers and like middle because you see like the potential. Dude, you could see it like in one season of like if they really like buy into it, like I don't know. It's like a it's it's really like pure and and amazing and i could see myself doing that i could see i always wanted to coach high school football yeah but, but see that, that's that's yeah. tinder because also i think you know you have wisdom now being an older gentleman to go back and you like want to teach these kids like let me tell you like really they say the the you know the wildest phrase my daddy says youth is wasted on the young and it's so true it's like if you could go back and give your 18 year old self the wisdom that you know now it's like keep your head down you're gonna be fucking fine don't be so hard on yourself and I always tell people, like, give yourself grace. Like, if I could go back and tell 21-year-old Heather, give yourself some fucking t- grace. tell myself that from yesterday. And quit drinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could tell myself that same thing for, like, an hour yeah. ago. That yeah. never stops. And I love sports. I love, yeah. like, and I like the, like, the purity of, like, when it's not about money or greed. Yeah. I feel yeah. like when you get older, everything's about greed. And there's just something, like. God, isn't that true? 
Everything is. I Everything mean, it all is. comes down to money. Even when we sat down and we had tacos afterwards, it was like we were all just little fucking ferrets grabbing. Like, you know, everyone was like, did you have three tacos? I had one taco. Where the fuck are my other tacos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Over the age of like 27, you just get fucking greedy because you're surviving. You know, you know what you shouldn't know, but you know it. Yeah. Okay. So you could be a sports coach. I could see you being like. I could do real estate again. I could do yeah. real estate, more of a, a, a developer kind of guy. Like I couldn't do retail. I'll tell you right now, I could never do retail. And I don't no. mean real retail in real estate. No, I like get I could it. never like I, I could never work in a clothing store. I can't be contrived like that. Yeah. I can't be fake. If you're yeah. mean to me and you think the customer's always right, yeah. well the customer just got shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the customer just got stabbed. I would honestly be pretty good at being like a Delta, like Diamond Line. Like I would love to plan people's travel. And there is nothing I would get such a high if I was like, listen, I know you're trying to get from Cincinnati to Tahiti. This is going to cost you an arm and a leg. This is what we're going to do. We're going to fly into Newark a night before. All right. Yeah. You're going to spend a couple hundred bucks at a hotel at the airport. But at the end of this, you're going to save $500. You know what I mean? <laughs> like traveling and like finagling shit. I would get such a hard on for. That's kind of fun. Yeah. That's kind of fun. It's like figuring out like a puzzle. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as salesy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I also saw this thing that was pretty interesting. We were laughing about this backstage. Everybody around me is like, oh, they're so men's level smart. Everybody talks about the Ivy Leagues they went to and the honors programs they were in. But I heard something recently that was like, people forget that like having emotional, you can be super smart emotionally and socially. And I think that's where I'm at. And I feel like that a lot with you. Like, obviously you're a bright guy, but I feel like I'm very in tune with people's emotions and, and, I am and social much. situations. Yeah. Well, it's because my parents fought all the time. So it's like really? living in that household. Yeah you bring that out to the world. And so I'm just very like sensitive towards anger or like empathetic sadness. maybe. Yeah. I am empathetic. I've gotten way more empathetic mm -hmm. the older I get. You start thinking outside yourself and well you always ask that question. You're like, why like hurt people hurt people? Why is someone doing this? You know at the end of the day 9 times out of 10, the probability of it being about you and not about them is 4.5%. You know? <laughs> yeah, like it's I hear you. No, I think we both are very in tune with people's feelings mm -hmm. and just like, I don't know, sometimes to, uh, I feel like I, I do it so much where it, it, it affects weighs my on own, me. it weighs yeah. on me yeah, and agreed. I get sad or depressed if it's like around me when I, when I should be able to ignore it a little more. If I'm out in a group and I know that somebody's having a moment or somebody's in a bad mood, like then I kind of fixate on it and I can't enjoy myself till I know that they're okay. And that comes down to my people pleasing. And I do think that that's a part of us because we're entertainers. Like, you know, most people think that entertainers are like super selfish fucks, but it's really for me, it's like, no, I actually like other people's energy wildly affects me. The problem with, with that is like, not only do I get sad and depressed too, then mm -hmm. I'll there will be a little bit of maybe resentment or anger towards that person. Of course. Like, why are you bringing that of course. to this freaking bar mitzvah? Like, yeah. We're all trying to have a good time. I'm trying to dance Levi to just shout. Turned, Levi just turned 13. Let him live his life. Well, he turned life. 14, but yeah. he just was a little slow. Right, 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 um, right. What was your bar mitzvah like? It was a baseball theme. Ooh. Yeah. Well, the, the, <laughs> the actual bar mitzvah part. So a lot of kids do mostly Hebrew. I had a... Uh, don't tell anyone, but a oh, good wow. amount of English written in Hebrew. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And like, it's like you're supposed to read left to right, and uh -huh. mine was a lot right yeah, to left, yeah, yeah. but I was pretending to go with the Hebrew. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was good. It was baseball theme. I went to an all Christian school, private school, so they didn't really know what was happening. It was kind of weird. Did the kids come though? They did. Okay, to cool. throw rocks. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was really nice of them. What physically ails you these days? What are what kind of injuries are we working with? So if I do anything where I have to run, mm -hmm. my hamstrings will oh will tear. Yeah. And it all started, I have a younger girlfriend. I tried to run on a treadmill to uh -huh. show off how fast I could run. And yeah. I got to 13.4 miles per hour. And then someone shot me in my leg. A sniper got me and I'm on the ground, like rolling around. I'm Did like, you fly off the back of the treadmill? I didn't fly, but it was like a, it was like an owie, like, ow. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. It was like a lot of those kind of noises. I'm like, I'm not 40. Ah, ah, I swear I'm not 40. I'm 41, actually. This is so sad. I was on the ground of the gym. Like, this is why you don't go above 70%. So my whole thing is like, if I go above a certain, I get hurt. Yeah. 
No, I hear you. And that's the thing that you have to realize as you get older, like you have to fucking take collagen. You have to stay hydrated. I tell everybody, like, don't show up dehydrated. That is the most <laughs> juvenile bullshit in the world. You can take a liquid IV or whatever or a tablet. Drink a fucking Gatorade. I don't care. Don't show up dehydrated. You know what I mean? Dude, like, just drink fucking water. How many times in your 20s did you think you were going to die, but you just needed a glass of water? Every minute. Every of time. Every second of every day. I remember being on cruises yeah. with my family and I'd be shaking yeah. and falling apart because I had 45 freaking Pina orange Galatas. juice and vodka <laughs> screwdrivers. That was like my big dream, a double screwdriver. The best. And I think I was dying. Mm -hmm. I was having panic attacks mm -hmm. and then I would drink a glass of water and I'd be like, oh my God. And then I'd forget the next time. Yep. And I go, you know, that's the. Ugh. Nothing pisses me off more though, because Jeff has this thing. He does not get hangovers at all. And I really, I think it's genetic. It's in your I hate DNA. That. I hate that. I get so fucking hungover. Can like, I be honest though? Yeah. I think that it's like my friend never got fat for me to McDonald's. Yeah. His insides look like a goddamn mess. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you never get hung over, but then you're just going to keep drinking. And then you, sometimes it's great. I eat a little bit of spicy food. My asshole's killing me. Yeah. It's telling me maybe I shouldn't eat so much spicy food. You know what I mean? Like but your Jeff, body reacting couldn't, could be a good thing. But my, I mean, I have a glass of wine. I'll have a headache the next day, but I realized like I'm very acidic. My mom even said, same when they did a, when they did the amniocentesis, they like, on me they like sent up a, a warning to her they're like hey this is really we don't know if this pregnancy is gonna last because she's super super acidic so i'm like the opposite of being alkaline i'm so unalkaline so i have to take fucking electrolytes i was telling you like at night i have to wear compression socks because if not my legs will fucking cramp because i'm so unalkaline <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah, yeah sexy Hell i'm very yeah. acidic myself i have yeah. heart i heartburn forget it where then crippling goes to a heart attack next yep. thing i know i'm in the er it's yeah. happened Three times now. Was it panic or was it just heartburn? It was fester? just heartburn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, one time it was cocaine, but yeah. it, it that was a mild overdose. How much but... cocaine were you on? <sighs> Enough to send you to the hospital. You know, maybe it was just the <laughs> the, the sausage I ate that morning for breakfast. You're like I had sausage and peppers, and I had three black coffees. <laughs> then I had a bottle of red wine, and I did a pound of coke. I don't think it's the coke, though. I don't think it's a coke. I yeah. think it's a spicy food. Yeah, I ate too many hot dogs. Yep. I, I, I did blow all night in New Orleans when I was like 23. Uh-huh. And then I did a gravity bong hit to relax. Oh, fuck. And next thing I know, my whole body's numb. I'm on the couch. I can't move my limbs. Uh-huh. And my buddy, I go, you got to take me to ER. He's like, oh, man up. Don't be a yeah. little bitch. Yeah. I was like, I'm, but I'm dying. <laughs> he like, I, I don't even know if he stopped the car. He like threw me out at yeah. the ER. And I was like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm having a heart attack. And then I was in the heart ward for three days. <gasps> Yeah. Three days. Three days. So when they got you in there and obviously they run, because I, I was also told that when a woman has a heart attack, the signs are never the same as when a man has a heart attack. It's not like you go limp and numb and your left arm hurts. It's like you can literally just have a headache, a tummy ache and feel a little shortness of breath. I'm like, that's me every that's minute of my life. the scariest thing ever then. Yeah. So they always said, if you're a woman and you're having any of those symptoms, go in and immediately say, I'm having a heart attack because then you'll, I mean, it's kind of cheating the system, but you'll get to the front of the line. So when you got in, what did they say? Did they rush you right in? Well, they were like, they saw how young I was. Yeah. And uh, they did let me write in, surprisingly, I guess. Yeah. I, I well, think they took with me the heart, seriously. They, they don't fuck around. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They have a lot of, all this ER stuff is like, I can't believe they let me in. It's like a $7,000 bill later. I was like, <laughs> I, I think they're okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they're, I think. They're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Look, the other two times I really, it really was just heartburn. That, yeah. But because I think. The one time it was like a boy that cried wolf who was kind yeah. of right one time. Yeah. Like, like maybe not the biggest wolf shut up, mm -hmm. but like a wolf was there. A wolf was present. Yeah. <laughs> I had to have surgery in high school because my heartburn got so bad. Oh and my God. I wasn't like heavy set. I was like, it was just, there was something cause I'm super acidic. And then go all the way down your arm. It got to the point where I literally, yeah, my, my chest hurt. I thought like I literally had a tumor in my chest and then I lost my voice and it basically a la Ashley Simpson, the acid would go up and burn my vocal cords. That's why I have a raspy voice now. Like I make jokes about smoking cigs all the time. I'm not a smoker. You know what I mean? It's literally, this is just my voice from years of acid just burning at the base. Well, I feel like heartburn doesn't really get talked about. Like it's like, oh, have a Zantac, whatever. Yeah. But it really can fuck your life up, especially in college, like, especially yeah. when you're drinking a lot, like, mm -hmm. like it, and it's scary. Cause like, if you, if you're a hypochondriac at all, you go to a heart well, attack. That, just you know? all men are hypochondriacs, period. Yeah. Guys, we're, we're a little bit. I hate just, to generalize, yeah. but 
No, you're a bunch of ball sacks because remember, ball sacks are weak. All men are hypochondriacs. And I've told this to Jeff before. I said, if you went through what women go through every month, you had a period where you literally looked down. You couldn't control it. Mm kind of knew when it was coming, but didn't really. Felt as fucking shitty as we do. And you look down and you're just bleeding from an orifice. Like, it it would be a wild fucking thing. Men would just drive their cars off cliffs like they wouldn't know what the (laughs) fuck was going on. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure there have been so many bits done before about periods. But I'm like, Jeff, you have no fucking idea. Like, y'all are hypochondriac. And Jeff told me once, he goes, you know, men aren't used to not feeling good, is what his, his response to me was. And I was like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, men just aren't used to not feeling great. I mean, I think I think women can handle probably like labor and like yeah. childbirth because every month you're tested with and guys have no idea how bad period cramps no are. Until I lived with a woman, until yeah. I lived with my girlfriend, I didn't quite empathize with yeah. it or like understand how bad it is. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It took me to living with someone where you're like, oh, okay, this really is like debilitating. It, t- it takes them out. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, what are the other things that you've learned now that you've been with Brenda for so long? What are the other things you've observed about just like the female world in general that you're like, oh, teaching moment? Uh, just to be a little patient. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the emotional reaction isn't the honest reaction from a oh, woman sometimes, okay. which it's tough to be able to go, okay, what is, she, let this pass. Mm-hmm. I love her enough to not get angry at like this emotional response emotional response because Uh it's not her it's her truth but it's not coming out the way that she could even control it Mm -hmm. and that's okay Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and it's tough though but yeah you have to be beaten down (laughs) and you have to go through enough periods once a month to handle (laughs) no but i mean it's it's just one of those things where it's like it's made me way more um just understanding of like the woman's brain i think I, i had no idea Jeff always tells me, he goes, use your words because I shut down when I'm upset about something. Because I, again, I have zero and hundred. It's Bender Purge, right? I'm either going to tell you how I feel or I'm going to bury it so deep down inside I get ulcers in the colorectal area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so he goes, use your words, use your words. And I just, I just fucking stew on shit. And then I have to be thoughtful because sometimes I think as an entertainer, like my words get ahead of me, right? I know how to control that. But when it comes to like genuine emotion, I can sometimes, I have to like, I really take a beat and it pisses him off because I'm not hot headed. I don't like jump off with the emotion first. I will just go silent. And then that's even Jeff's like, that's scarier. You know, I go like, silent I'm, too. Yeah. I go real silent. And Cause I'm like, I don't know how to pick some of those words. And I, yeah. and sometimes I'm, I'm too afraid what I will say. Exactly. And then I, I'm not really great at like negotiating or like fighting in a way where I get what I want. Yeah. You know, well, when I asked you to come on the road, I was like, so, you know, what do you think is like a fair price? And you're like, I'll pay you. So, and I was like, oh, I don't think you don't need to pay me. And yeah, you were like, yeah. no, no, no. How's five grand a show? Yeah, to yeah, pay yeah. I don't really understand numbers. <laughs> I like played snake a lot and wrote boobless. I no, I have trouble. That's a thing that I think asking for money or, or, yeah. or what I'm worth yeah. financially or monetarily. I have so like someone like DJ Khaled, who's probably <laughs> fucking he plays he presses like seven buttons uh-huh. and he's like, I'm the fucking greatest. And he's like, I want $40 million to play your fucking high school graduation for your, you know? And like, they just think they deserve it. Yeah. I don't fucking understand it. And no matter how good I get at comedy, no Uh matter, I just don't understand how people. You're like, give me a charcuterie tray, a crudite, and a a spin drift. And I'm Give me a Lunchable that's been open (laughs) for six months. That's what I think I deserve. That I got from a shell station. I have trouble. You know what it is? I think it's like. When I, you come from a divorce household mm-hmm. and your dad pays child support yeah, and then you ask for money and then he's like, well, your mother uh-huh. has it. And then your mother's like, your dad has it. Mm-hmm. And then you go, well, who the fuck has it? Because I'm not getting it. Then I think then later in life you go, I don't think I, 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 did, I, need I wasn't given it, even though I kind of was given it, but in a roundabout way. But yeah. like, I think that's why I have trouble like going direct to. Or asking about like what I'm worth. Do you have trouble with that? I mean, not anymore. Not anymore. Originally, I would do. I also in like my career would do so much shit for free. And then I saw 
the um, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe's like, I don't get out of bed for less than ten thousand dollars. I was like, that bitch. She thought she could, so she fucking did. Yeah. Um. No, I don't have any problem now asking for it because I also now on the other side, I know the fucking work. Like we were talking about though earlier, the imposter syndrome. I know the prep and shit that it takes to do the job. You know what I mean? So no, now I'm like, no, I know the hours ahead of me. No, I'm gonna ask for it. Maybe if I listen to Goggins, David Goggins <laughs> more, I'll be like, you know what? I want three million dollars for this. You know what it is, though. What? I think what happens, and I think you've done this more times than the, than I have. You put on a show, mm -hmm. and people come out, and you see what the numbers are. Yeah, and you know what you're worth. Yeah, I finally started headlining mm -hmm. like ten years in, mm -hmm. which I'm like, I just did my own little tour. And Hell like, yeah. I, I got like 150 to 200 people to come per show. Yeah. And then I see the money that I'm getting and I'm like, oh, that is what I'm worth because yeah, I'm direct. Yeah. And then you start to have a little bit more confidence and then you're like, okay, I do deserve. I'm a great negotiator if I'm not negotiating for myself. If you want me to go in and like, again, I could close a deal. I could be a real estate negotiator. Easy. I could be at the closing and fucking make Even shit happen. Even if you didn't believe in it though, that's my thing. Like, what if this but house- then, I think I would be better off at like negotiating for something I didn't believe in than for something <laughs> I do believe in. Wait, you know what? what? I mean? What is that, Matt? No, because again, it's the it's the entertainer in me. I'm like, fake it till you make it. I okay, could... my point though is like, yeah. you sell this person a house, right? Yeah. You know that- that the shingles are about to fall. The, yeah, the shingles- <laughs> It has shingles. So basically what I'm saying is I'm not ethical is what I'm saying. Yeah. There's like nine <laughs> dead people in the basement and like yeah. they also have like black mold and the yeah. house is going to fall apart and they're going to all I die. I close it easy. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I said I'm not, I'm not conniving, but like I am a scammer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, every time I'm about to walk out on stage and I love, and I know the audience has so much fun and the shows are so great. And I know I have a seat at the table, but every time I'm about to walk out, the last thing I say to myself is, who the fuck showed up to see me? Why are they these people here? You know what I mean? But when does that go away? Or should it go away? I don't think, I don't know. I don't think it ever does. I heard that you if you don't get nervous anymore, you don't care. Yeah, and I a, have nervous diarrhea every day of my life. And there's a difference between anxiety and excitement. Yeah. People forgot about the word excitement. Because anxiety is like becomes such like a strong word. Like, I'm anxious backstage. Yeah. I'm nervous. Yeah. No, you're excited. You know, like you could switch that brain and like, and the other thing that really helped me, me with stand up, yeah, and not just stand up, this could help you in anything. Instead of being like, I have, uh, I have to do this, or like, I, I get to, I get to change everything. Like, I get to do stand up. I get to perform yeah. for people. I, like that changed that just that one word. I, I, I love this is becoming my, literally, no, literally Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins. It's just the I get to show my butthole on OnlyFans tonight. I get to. Yeah, yeah. I get to. <laughs> I get to make a dollar ninety nine because I know my worth and I know my asshole and I know what it's worth and it's not a lot. It's, this is one hundred percent. We are like two sad comedians sitting in a Hilton property in grand rapids looking at the river it's dark out yeah you know what i mean watching the river go by it's midnight it's midnight we should be watching white lotus and we are not we're in here trying to motivate each other and try to tell each other just go on also the one more day the pod like really ended 30 minutes ago and we're not gonna stop talking until we're not sad anymore and i gotta tell you it's gonna be the yeah. longest telethon yep. ever and yep. no one's calling in all right then this is what we're gonna do because you know i'm all about an attitude of gratitude so okay. we'll wrap it up with this i'm all ready right. We've already convinced each other to get out of comedy and, you know, go back to real estate. But let's name three things you're grateful for. It can be anything. It can be superficial. It can be legit, whatever. We're just in this with an attitude of gratitude because we love what we do. We've had so much fun. Andrew, I've had so much fun with you coming on the road. I know you're moving to L.A. in January. You'll be coming on to other shows, too. Like, you'll be hopping in and out this spring. I love our friendship. But I'm going to name three things. I'm grateful for your friendship. I am grateful that we get to travel for a living and see America. And tonight, you said something really sweet. You said there was a woman at the show who I guess DM'd you and said she'd come by herself. And she, she said, thank you for giving me the giggles tonight. So I have a sense of gratitude that we get to take people out of their shit for a day and let them giggle. All right. I mean. Uh, You're about to say, like, I'm grateful for hot Cheetos or some bullshit. No, this was. <laughs> I don't like hot ones because my heart burned in my Again, asshole. Right, 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 right. Uh -huh. No, I'm grateful for, I have an amazing cat mm -hmm. that I, I never Mango. thought I would love a cat so much and how much it would make me happy. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't know. I've never like taken in an ant. Like I, we adopted this animal and mm -hmm. it just means so much to me. I am grateful for my health. Yeah. 
I have two very healthy hamstrings right now because right. I only go 70%. Amen. And I am grateful for you allowing me to come out on the road because I really do love your fans. I tell them that they are the drunkest female <laughs> member of a country club. Yes. And I tell them that they could get a DUI in a golf cart on mm -hmm. the highway. Yeah. And if you pull them over, they'll tell you that they know the sheriff mm -hmm. and that they'll blow you and they could just forget about it. And that's what I love. I do really do love your fans. And I know that sounds pandering at the end because I am. Yes. And again, he believed he could. So he did. And that's where we're at. Andrew, what do you want for Christmas or Hanukkah? I want people to come out to my headlining shows <laughs> instead of going to see Heather okay. perform. Great. Put your money into a man's hands. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I no, I really do. Like, so I have two more shows. If you go to andrewcollincomedy.com, <laughs> I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina on Thursday, uh, uh, <laughs> December 15th. And then I am in Philadelphia, January 12th. And yeah, that's all I really want for Christmas or Hanukkah. Okay, Those, great. Yeah. Self-promotion on the Absolutely Not podcast. At one last, you have to say one last. Oh, and World Peace. Oh, and World Peace. Great, great, great. Cool, 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 cool. All right, as always, you can call in. We'll be back on the hotline next week, 800-213-7503. Call in with your absolutely nots. And if you want to see Andrew out on the road with me and Ray and all of us, we are giggling. I don't know why the fuck I decided to bring only boys and we are out on the road and it's going to become a gangbang very soon. So come see it before we all kill each other. Well, you brought a gay man and a guy who doesn't deserve any money. So, so I think you're pretty, <laughs> think you're being pretty conniving about this. Everybody, run a train and have a great night. Choo choo. Ciao, Bella Arrivederci. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.